This message comes from NPR sponsor State Farm. In the market for small business insurance, State Farm agents can help you create a personalized plan that fits your business needs and budget. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. We have the story of a new kind of frontline fighter in Ukraine. We know of Ukrainian soldiers who've defended the country and even retaken territory from Russian invaders. Much also depends on Ukrainian utility workers. Russia has launched wave after wave of attacks on the Ukrainian power grid. Strikes yesterday knocked out both electricity and water in some places. Civilian lives are at stake in restoring power when it is knocked out. NPR's Greg Myrie followed repair workers who have tried to keep the lights on. Surrounded by apartment buildings, a workman in a backhoe cuts a deep trench in the snowy ground. His colleagues prepare to lay a replacement power line that will serve several thousand residents. To be clear, this is not a place hit by a Russian missile. Ukraine says those sites are off limits. But this repair work is part of the scramble to keep the lights on amid ongoing Russian airstrikes. Our guys always have a lot of work to do. Yuri Harasko is a manager with DTEC, the country's largest private energy company. We're always working 24-7. We have to be prepared for the winter. Just across the street, Tetiana Tostobrova has brought her grandchildren to a playground where they're waging a spirited snowball fight. She says the electricity workers are critical for Ukraine. They're heroes. They've done a great job, just like the soldiers. Still, daily power cuts are almost universal. Energy producers can no longer generate enough electricity to meet demand and therefore schedule the outages, often in blocks of four hours at a time. The government has set up 4,000 centers at schools and government buildings to provide heat, food, and water at times of extended blackouts. The government calls them points of invincibility. Tolstobrova says she and her friends have set up their own points of invincibility. When we have electricity, friends come to our house. When they have electricity, we go to their house. Since the Russians invaded in February, the Ukrainians keep figuring out new ways to adapt. When Russian troops were bombarding the Kyiv region at the beginning of the war, city residents camped out in subways for weeks at a time. Now they're factoring power outages into their daily routine. Taras Kobitz is a bus driver who lives in a seventh-floor apartment. I only use the stairs. I don't use elevators because you can get stuck in there. And if I get stuck, I'll be late for work. He adds with a smile, This is my exercise. It's good for my health. In many apartment buildings, residents leave boxes of food and water in the elevator for those who do get trapped when the power goes out. This resilience is serving Ukrainians well. Yet Kyiv mayor Vitaly Klitschko has warned there could be blackouts lasting for days. He's urging city residents to move in with relatives in the countryside where they can burn wood for heat. But so far, he says, they're staying put. I talked to our citizens. They're very angry and ready to stay and ready to fight. Russian troops have been losing ground on the battlefield. But Russia is betting it can break Ukrainian resolve by making life for civilians unbearable this winter. NATO countries have responded by stepping up assistance for Ukraine's power systems. Yuri Harasko, the official from the electricity company, says the need is urgent. 
It is getting hard to find equipment, especially those that deal with high-voltage lines. Like most Ukrainians, his own home receives multiple power cuts that often add up to 12 hours a day. But he adds, we will survive this winter and we will win the war. Greg Myrie, NPR News, Kyiv. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR. With more and more information coming at you all day every day, it can be hard to know where to focus. The new Consider This newsletter from NPR can be that focus. Every weekday afternoon, we take one of the day's biggest stories and break it down in a simple, skimmable format so you can get a better grasp of one important topic and what it means for you in a couple of minutes. Sign up for free at npr.org slash consider this newsletter. From the campaigns to the conventions, from now through Election Day and beyond, the NPR Politics Podcast has you covered. As Joe Biden and Donald Trump square off again, we bring you the latest news from the trail and dive deep into each candidate's goals for a second term. Listen to the NPR Politics Podcast every weekday.